Hello, hello, hello. Or should I say, what's up, what's up, what's up? Cryptonauts, <laughs> guess what? We are back again with another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat here with my co-host Jake Zabarelli to give you some crazy news for this episode 458, November 9th, 2022. What's up, Jake? Hey, John. It's been a crazy freaking week. I mean, oh my goodness. It's just insane that the not just the election stuff has been going on although i wouldn't say the elections are all that crazy compared to what they should have been but um yeah the the crypto oh my goodness the market oh my goodness the market <laughs> oh man the market Speaking holy the market, crap let's open that up man let's go to let's go to uh, coin gecko open that up real quick yeah check out the market see what's going on now i don't know i stayed up all night looking at the market not because i'm panicking because I'm trying to buy the dip, right? Yep. For me, this is a good thing. I know there's a lot of people already heavily invested at the top, so seeing the numbers go down like this, it's hurting for them. But for me, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to buy a little more. I'm going to buy a little more as it continues to go down. It went from 19. I bought some at 19. It went under 18. I bought some at 18. And then I went to bed, and I woke up, and it's under 17. <laughs> Before I even uh, took a shower this morning, I bought some more. And then you know, I, I went to work. Before I started my shift, bought some more. You know, lunchtime, checked it out. It's at 16. Cool, bought some more. I took my break. It's under 16, bought some more. Yeah, that's that, that was my day today. Yes, you uh, sound like Michael Saylor. Lower and lower. I just <laughs> Blockchain John is Michael Saylor. You see, in 10 years, you rivaled uh, Michael Saylor's uh, micro strategy and the amount of Bitcoin you own. <laughs> if I won that lottery ticket last week, the, the, the past couple of days, yeah, dude, I would have stacked a bunch of Bitcoins. I would have. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah, okay, so, let's talk about the news, man. Uh, there's, a lot, there's a lot of stuff going on. Obviously, there's a lot of chaos in the market. We're bleeding here. We're looking at Bitcoin down 18.6% the past seven days, settling right now at 16,427. 16, and the entire market cap is down by 8.4% with a total of $865 billion. We are literally under the trillions, and it doesn't look like we're going to go up anytime soon. And it's just well, I know more it, more it more bounced off of 800. It, it hit about 810. Uh, this morning here on the left coast of the United States, that's where we are. And, uh, I, and it's, it's bounced up another 50 billion. So it's, it's recovered a little bit, but like the net, the total negative down was probably, oh gosh, what was it? 15% for the entire market. So yeah, it was down. It's come back. Cause this is, this is the first attempt to regain, to re recover losses, right? And all those people who were longing, um, that is, that is invested that's long lost their money lost their shirts on this yeah. i mean bitcoin bounced off of 300 billion and now it's at 315 so yeah i think the the investors that were long i, I think i read an article it was like 700 million to a billion dollars liquidated like, imagine that you're just you're just oh man i don't play that game that's that's uh-uh not in crypto man mm -mm. i just hold my coins let it ride i playing that game to try to gamble it mm, that hurts that hurts man all right, we got, yeah. uh, let's see. Um, obviously, you can see in the top 10, we, we're, we're missing one of the top 10 uh, OGs because it's down 13. Solana. Yeah, Solana. <laughs> and it's currently down. If you look at if you look at Solana, it is down 15, 50, 50, 0. Literally, in the past seven days, 50%. Nobody's really right. talking about Solana. But it, there it's is, not, there is it's a, not that a, bad because, I mean, almost every single time Bitcoin falls, it falls 50%. This time, Bitcoin didn't fall that far. It was Solana that fell really far. But... Um, but of course, if Bitcoin falls, what ten percent? It you know it, it could be the entire value of Solana. But yeah, it, it, 
it's not uncommon for this to happen. But the thing is, that I, I mean, I'm not afraid that Solana is going to disappear. There's a lot of people invested in NFTs on Solana, so I don't think it's just going to evaporate. But it, it, it's still doing a Terra fall, you know? Let's uh, open up the first news article there from Decrypt, and let me uh, skim through that real quick. Uh, that is Binance backs out of deals to buy FTX. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I before you refer to them, let me just hit some background background on this before you even go to the article. Sure. sure, um, sure. Go ahead. On Sunday night, Chengping Zhao, CZ, that we know him in the news as, is the uh, CEO of Binance, announced on Twitter that he would be liquidating all of the FTT, that's FTX's token. Um, they were, were going to do it. They weren't going to do it quickly. They were going to do it slowly, but he still said it. And he's like, "Hey, oh, this is the wrong article. It's this one. Liquidating our FTT is just post-exit risk management. Learning from Luna, of course. We gave support before, but we won't pretend to make love after divorce. Uh, we are not against anyone, but we won't support people who lobby against the other industry players behind their backs." So his his kind of thing is like, you know, the, the same kind of crap that happened to Terra is happening to <laughs> FTX, except Terra was more of a token and FTX is an exchange. So did he support? Was he in great support of FTX? Absolutely he was. Um, Binance definitely had a huge chunk, and they, were, they had a lot of their tokens on their exchange. But once he realized what was going on, at least to some degree, because they didn't realize the full extent of it, as we will get to on Wednesday, that's today, mm-hmm. um, as to what was going on once they made their letter of intent. So what happened next was on Tuesday, which is, uh, I don't know if it's ironically, but the same day that the elections are being held in the U.S., midterm elections, um, he says on Twitter, this afternoon FTX asked for our help. There is a significant liquidity crunch. To protect users, we signed a non-binding LOI, which is letter of intent, intending to fully acquire FTX.com and help cover their liquidity crunch. We will be conducting a full, I'm not sure what DD stands for, in the coming days, maybe some kind of... Due diligence. Oh yeah, there you go, due diligence. Um, So yeah, and then of course today, if this article covers that, but I'm I'm covering the general uh, aspects herein. um, They, I just jumped off that, let me pull the link again. Uh, Copy this so I can put it up on screen. Is that the right one? Yes, it is. Okay. And then, so, yeah, right. as a result, this is Binance, not CT, but Binance's company. As a result of corporate due diligence, as well as the latest news reports regarding mishandling customer funds and alleged U.S. agency investigations, we have decided that we will not pursue the potential acquisition of FTX.com. So is that what the article says in, in its entirety now that you've had a chance to look it over? Uh, more or less. Um, yep, pretty much. I mean, there is a little bit yep. more depth as to what happened to the FTT token. And then the main thing that we wanted to talk about, we were talking about this pre-show, was how much involvement um, is there is in, in other companies, right? I mean, who is affected by the, fa- the fail failure of uh, FTX, John? There's a lot of companies that are involved with with uh, FTX, and that's what that's what's scary about this. That if FTX goes down, it's not like a ha ha, you know, yeah. you got you got caught, you know, uh, uh, not playing not playing by the rules. And you, no, dude, this is this is bad. You know, if it goes if it goes under, 
it's taken a lot of other big companies with it. It's hurting mm-hmm. a lot of people. So mm-hmm. I, it's most likely going to be in the best interest that these companies around the globe help FTX try to figure out this situation. I don't know if they're going to be able to because... Trust me, yeah, uh, investor enthusiasm is pretty low. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another thing. And the reason being is because their their balance sheet has a big hole in it. Like, yep. it wasn't that bad. It's like, cool, we can patch that up and we'll keep it going. It's because FTX is kind of like in hands with all these other companies, right? Mm-hmm. You have Sequoia Capital, you know, big company. You have BlackRock, another big company, SoftBank, VanEck. Tiger Global. These are major, major companies that are invested in, into FTX. And so, if, you know, if, if these companies have uh, FTX or, or uh, was it uh, FTX.com and FTX US uh, on their balance on their balance sheet, even though uh, according to the uh, Sequoia Capital, it it only it only it only accounts for about three percent of, of their books. So it's not going to affect them. And in in the, in the moment, actually, let me pull that article up. Um, did I did I post that Twitter for you? I don't, I don't think, I think I did, you right? did. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, uh, well, if, you, it, if you can look up, if you, Aaron Bennett, if you can look up Aaron Bennett on Twitter, <clears throat> yes. Okay, I'll see if we can find him. Read, uh, let's see, where's it at? Here it is. That's from Sequoia Capital. This is a screenshot of their letter. Just really quick, I'm just going to read the first sentence here. We are reaching out to our shareholders to update our investments in FTX in recent days. The liquidity crunch has created solvency risk for FTX. The full nature and extent of this risk is not known at this time. Based on our current understanding, we are making our investment down to zero. So Sequoia Capital, once again, to reiterate, is invested. They have approximately $150 million, which accounts for about 3% uh, invested into FTX on on their balance sheet. So it's not going to hurt them that much, but still, they don't want to take that risk because if they don't need to take that risk, why do it, right? Yeah, no, exactly. But it's also just, I mean, as they say in their article, we're we're risk company we invest in risky ventures if this can happen we expect that this is a possibility of course we're assessing and that's what people trust their money with people like sequoia capital or black rocket said like look these guys have a really good crack record of not screwing up and even though when you invest with this company you know there is that that possibility they've done their research at least you hope they've done their research especially if they've been around for a long time you know, a company that's been around and has massive people investing in them You'd think they're probably doing a good job, but I mean, what? What's the prime example of the opposite of exactly that thing? Bernie Madoff, right? Bernie Madoff, which was now what over ten years ago, but he was a trusted person. He'd been in the business a very long time, and yet he was still lying. So this is the thing that's that, that we're running into here is this rocking investor confidence. Is that you know we had uh, Alex Mashinsky and. Um, uh, was it called Celsius? He was lying to us the whole time. In fact, they're discovering that this may have actually been a Ponzi scheme. And then we have Do Kwan, who doesn't appear to be trying to lie to anybody. It's just that his business practice was very cyclical. It was you know, depending upon itself. And now that we're finding out that pretty much the same thing happens to Sam Bankman-Fried, is that he, that he was his company was depending upon itself and not something uh, of more, more substantial. So, all these times when all these other ones, Three Hours Capital and um, uh, Voyager Digital, uh, and of course Celsius to some degree, were all depending upon Three Arrows and, uh, to survive and on Terra, and there was nothing to back them up. 
they all collapsed because there was not there was a real true house of cards. It was just made out of air. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the, the the problem is with a lot of these companies that are going under is that they're mimicking what the Federal Reserve Bank is doing, but the Federal Reserve Bank does have a one up that they can actually get away with it. And what I mean is that these companies that are these crypto companies that are out there. What they are doing that's screwing them up is that they're creating their own coins out of thin air, not backed well, but, by any. Which is, of course, what the U.S. did originally. Right? We, create, we backed it off of gold, but we haven't been, you know, tagged to gold since the 70s before I was born. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, is the value, the, <laughs> they are mimicking the U.S. fiat system in the sense of, of ba- basing it off nothing, in effect. But the, the, quote, nothing that the U.S. dollars based off of is almost, you almost could say it's the same kind of thing as we're facing with FTX right now, right? FTX owns all these other companies that all these other people depend on, and or at least their capital is based on. And if all those companies collapse, we end up in the same kind of situation that happened in, in the, the collapse of 2008 with the housing market crisis, was all these major companies out there, particularly uh, uh, auto manufacturers and banks, that were collapsing, and if they had completely collapsed, the economy would collapse. Now, the economy of crypto isn't quite as big as the economy of the United States or the economy of the world, but it's still a lot of stuff. So it's kind of like, do you guys just decide amongst yourselves to not let this company collapse because you don't want all those other things, all those entities to just disappear? Of course, the market can react much more quickly. If this had happened, you know, as it did after hours in the stock market. People can't buy or tell, buy or sell or trade, right? Well, n- at least not as easily. Um, but with crypto, it's open season, right? So when people in the in other countries that aren't the U.S. get news of what's happening in the U.S., they're like, "All right, sell. Just selling all my Bitcoin. Sorry, bye, leaving." But uh, they, it, it, it's a different. It's funny because I keep thinking of talking about this with people who are saying that the world economy is not something that they are appreciative of. I've heard many, many people on the right in the U.S. say they don't like the idea of a world economy. And I was trying to say, by the example we got from uh, Russia attacking Ukraine in in February, we're already in a world economy. It's been that way for decades. It's not new. If you don't believe that that's real, then you're fooling yourself. We have had a world economy for a very long time, even before Bitcoin was a thing. Mm -hmm. And so to say that there's no world economy and we shouldn't be doing this, you just don't don't recognize the signs. You're not seeing the writing on the wall. World economy has already happened. We're we're already in it. Um, So... Um, Let me, I'm not uh, just extend a little information on this news article here. This so by the way, this one's written by Stacey Elliott, provided by Decrypt.co. So Binance backs out a deal to buy FTX beyond our ability to help. And what happened was, before they actually looked further into buying it, before Binance decided to try to buy FTX, they didn't know how how much damage there was on the balance sheet. When they found out the revelations, that, oh. Lot of money, like like now they're able to build a lot of that. And on top, there's some, there's some going on there. You know, take on that pad. Would you like if there's no? I don't even want to go there. All right, hold up, hold up, hold up, John. Uh, wait, John, wait. Can you hear me? Okay. John, can you hear me? Yeah. 
Um, I'm, I lost almost everything you said in the last 30 seconds. Did I lose? Yeah. I can't hear you at all now. All right. I don't know what's going on, and I can't hear John any longer. He's not coming through. And his Twitter just cut out, so I'll see if we can pause things temporarily while he gets right to get back on the internet. I just did a speed test on my internet to see if I would lost connectivity, but uh, still there, John? Can you hear me? John, are you there? Hello, John. I cannot hear you, John. If you're there, I can't hear you. Anyways, um, yeah, well, my internet seems to be working. I'm getting 600 plus megabit which is what mine should be. But for some reason, John's internet has uh, evacuated on him, and you may notice that his Twitch has gone offline too. So, uh, yeah, uh, we may have to do this another day. I'm not sure what's going to happen. But anyways, let me just continue on with what we were talking about before when, before John disappeared because I it's not really working at the moment. Um, yeah, uh, there's a lot of people who are dependent upon <laughs> the irony. Um dependent upon <laughs> these big corporations that they could continue to exist uh we really need them to continue to exist if we want things to continue to work in this reality so you back now john yes i okay. am here all right well your twitch stream died so um yeah, i see that anyways just uh, continue on let's just continue on with even though um the Twitch stream so there's out. another article here. Let's go with the second article. This one's from Yuga uh, CoinDesk and written by Brandy Betts and Sage D. Young. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this one says, Yuga Labs circle Skybridge among investment FTX venture made prior liquidity issues. Ooh. Let me read a little bit on this, right? So here's a screenshot. Let me show you real quick the screenshot, uh, if you could show the viewers there. Yep. 11 biggest funding rounds with FTX Ventures. You have Yuga Labs right at the top with $450 million, followed by Circle with $440 million, Near Protocol with $350 million, uh, Sui with $300 million, BlockFi $250 million, Aptos $200 million, Helium $200 million, Limit Break $200 million, Chipper Cash $150 million, Mythical Games $150 million. So that's a lot of money that, that's pretty much writing on, on FTX right now. You know, that's pretty much going to be vaporized if. If FTX goes bankrupt, correct me if I'm wrong, Jake. It doesn't. It's not so much that the, those companies will disappear. I mean, the the value of those companies still exists. It's that the the so problem the problem really comes down to that the fact that that it's kind of like it's being borrowed, right? It's borrowed money. Those companies, mm -hmm. if the money doesn't exist because it's not being held on some books somewhere, then is it is it really valid you know it's just like it was the same thing we had the, the problem with um uh celsius was they were five what 5.2 billion dollars in the hole and then they paid off a whole a whole chunk of change and then what they ended up doing was paying off the bigger investors the outside investors the people they owed cash directly to and then their actual you know small-time investors like you and i they're just like sorry you're not you, you don't have as much invested money with it so we're just going to steal that money effectively um and and having lost it you know through what through their bad uh, what money laundering ventures um that's what i'm saying it's like so these companies will still exist they, they still have value unless all that money really isn't on the books they don't actually have it physically 
or not physically, but digitally. So, I mean, but, but yes, if the company went into bankruptcy, it would make all these other companies struggle, just like we saw happen when 3R's capital disappeared and then Voyager Digital and then Celsius. But I mean, Celsius was a problem unto itself. It wasn't depending wholly on uh, Three Arrows. So going back to what I was saying, mentioned at the beginning, is that, that it's not funny thing to laugh at FTX that they're going uh, on the verge of bankruptcy because it's going to pull down the entire market. Not only that, now you're going to have uh, regulators like the, the SEC and the CFTC looking over the looking over the crypto shoulders. You, you don't want that stress on these companies because there's just going to be more rules, it, more regulations, more just scrutiny. You don't. I agree. Want that, but unfortunately, that's huh. I agree with what you're saying, but the one thing that I will say is, I'm trying to make a, a tweet about this this afternoon, how we kind of did this over the last 200 years with fiat figuring all this stuff out. And then over the last 10 years, we've been doing it again with crypto. Um, and the reason that we have all those regulations in place in the United States and other countries uh, have similar regulations is because we figured out that we don't want people to do these kinds of things without some level of oversight. You know, Sam Bankman-Fried's pretty young. He's like five years younger than you are. And you know, he's in his late 20s. Does that mean that he's a brilliant businessman? No, no, it doesn't. Um, uh, does it mean that he can get in trouble pretty easily? Yeah, because he doesn't have any guides. The, the regulations, they're doing the legal stuff, but you could still cook the books. And in fact, this is the comment I made to somebody earlier when I was talking on Twitter, DMing, that is. Um, mm -hmm. I said, just because you're using fiat doesn't mean you can't still cook your books to a crisp. There's plenty of companies that are not anything related to crypto whatsoever that have bad books that are lying about what they're doing. It's happened many, many, many times, not just in crypto. But crypto is this wide, wild west space where there's, it seems, no rules and you can make infinite money. And that's, that's the problem with this. Is it's, I even tweeted it out. The, the, the issue is that uh, it's all about the money and not about the, the, the productivity or possibility of crypto. Cryptocurrency is a currency, but it's also a blockchain. And blockchain is a tool. Not to say that money isn't a tool, but it's it's there's so much greed and so much uh, infinite money possibilities with these ideas that no one's really seeing the the purpose and not just the money. And so we're, you know everyone gets really super greedy about the money, and they're just like, "Oh, we'll make billions, yes, but you'll also lose billions." So you need regulation if you're going to do this in the United States. And so the first time ever, actually probably not the first, but one of the first times it's becoming glaringly obvious how important regulation is on centralized entities. If you're going to be decentralized like atomic uh, DEX, what is there to, to regulate, right? So right. The, the problem is these entities aren't being regulated so they can do what they want and lie to the government. Of course, lying to the government will get you in a lot of trouble. <laughs> So, yeah. There's this thing that I'm trying to remember that uh, that uh, CZ's trying to do, uh, and it's proof of something. Um, proof of help me out here. Proof of. I don't know what he's trying to do. That's proof of something um, that's new. You're saying Ching Ping Zhao is trying to do a new proof of something. 
Proof of something to, 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 to have the centralized banks pretty much have more transparencies on their books. Okay. Let me see if I could just search. Season. Right, he had, he had a, yeah, in, in the spirit of transparencies, we might as well share our actual notes into all Binance. Yeah, that's the third tweet he put up. Um, proof of reserves. Given. So the proof of reserves, which is, I think that's probably the only good thing that's coming out of this, other than that I'm buying the dip, stacking more sets. <laughs> and we, ha we still have t-shirts for sale, so make sure you guys check those out in the description below. Yeah. Right, so with that said, uh, proof of reserves, that's probably going to be the next thing that's going to be the the standard on centralized banks um, that's going to have this this Merkle tree proof of reserves. So uh, let me see. How do I explain it in layman terms? So well, you have the central. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to try try to see if I can explain it. Mm -hmm. You have the the central company that obviously is holding all the crypto on it, right? And then from there, just imagine tree branches coming out of that, right? And those tree branches, uh, the main branches, are the the customers. And then from those main branches are an additional branch, which are the coins that you're invested into. So that's the that's the proof of reserve transparency that's coming out. Uh, that's the way I see it. Obviously, that might not even be it. Well, it's a token, right? The I whole understand. the whole thing that we've been doing with this proof of blah blah blah, right? Proof of stake, proof of storage, proof of whatever. Um, in this case, uh, reserves is some token that that shows that you have created a reserve. This token represents like the whole point of DeFi was you know to pr produce liquidity for certain tokens that didn't have active trading, um, and that you get you're given this token uh, and say okay you've donated whatever you know hundred thousand in this coin and hundred thousand in that coin so we actually have liquidity on these this pairing. And now you're given a token, and we'll pay you an interest rate based on the on the activity of that token, and and that encourages people to invest. Um, not that there isn't any other similar concept like that in you know in other formats like stock and uh, in and other investment products, but uh, the one thing that we definitely need is is a easy way to tell that does this stablecoin have all the fiat backing it. Can you actually see it rather than somebody hiding it like the way that's been shown that FTX is doing? I mean, he's taking this example. I mean, what we were talking about today with my, my acid-aware icon, remember? Um, sometimes things don't exist. Sometimes you need to make them up. Sometimes that – where did, where did uh, Bitcoin come from but the mind of Satoshi Nakamoto? It was a, it was a concept before, but nobody did it, and he finally did. Um, so thank goodness we have the concept of Bitcoin, but greed and, and cheating and charlatanism hasn't gone away just because we have a new form of money. The uh, link three. Say, so, oh, so yeah, the third link. Okay. I want to talk about this real quick because this is uh, um, this is actually I think uh, you can relate to this as as a miner. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, Marathon Digital. Obviously, uh, there was an article that came out uh, yesterday. That they actually missed their their quota on on actual revenue, yep. Uh, and it's actually really it's a lot worse than 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 they thought it was, uh, three times worse. <sighs> you know, uh, let's actually find the numbers here. It was nine nine exahash versus twenty three exahash. They were expected twenty three and they got nine. Or is it? Well, not not only that, but also the the amount that they lost, the, the losses in it. So let's see oh, okay. where those numbers at. Um, 
It was the first paragraph. It okay, says so Marathon. Yeah, yeah. The first sentence. yeah. Marathon Digital is one of the largest Bitcoin miners in the world. Reported third quarter revenues of $12 million, shy of an average analyst estimate of $23.4 million, according to uh, fact roughly half. data. Right. So that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's not good. So they're not the only corporate company out there. Obviously, this is one of the bigger ones, but it's not the only one out there. They're all pretty much in the same situation, and it doesn't help that Bitcoin's going lower and lower. What happens, there's a ripple effect going on. You got uh, all this big news that we just talked about, right? Put that aside. Now we're moving over to the mining side. The mining side is being affected by this as well because electricity is going up. Networks are going offline. You know, and obviously, you have a, if you have a major facility and you're having issues with, with, with regulators or, or you're being forced to shut down because there's that, that situation too where states are, are telling certain facilities, hey, we need to shut down because we need to conserve power. Uh, for an x amount of days right because you know we're trying to be eco-friendly here trying to be green well, well it, it's energy. it's the point is that uh per the the idea that javerly farms was heading for was that uh crypto mining companies can be an overhead store like you know you're using a lot of power right well the grid needs it okay so we turn our machines off and then you get it back so the overhead is just transferred from one one centralized entity to whomever needs it within the grid yeah, that's that's not a weird thing to do, but at the same it's time, it's not a weird thing. But they are not getting a one for one for what they would have gotten if they were mining, and that's what that's what the issue is. Now that these companies are pretty much underwater, they have no choice. What is their alternative right now when they're underwater? They're sitting on a on a bag of BTC. What do they do with it? They have to they have to protect their company, so they have no choice but to dump massive amount of coins in the market which is going to further drop the entire the market. price so there's a lot yeah. of lot of things going on in the market not just one one event there's many events going well, on. well i mean it's just the opposite of the building up stage really because it's it and mm -hmm. and it's disappointing it's like i i'm it's not directly related but we do talk about facebook or meta um that meta fired eleven thousand people today and what does that do to the economy well one it helps facebook survive or meta whatever you want to call it but it also, you know, it just devastated the, the family lives of 11,000 people. You know, that, that, that's, it's not a vacuum. Firing 11,000 people doesn't just, just nothing happen from that activity. Now, fortunately, uh, Facebook was nice enough to give those people what they call silver parachutes. So it's like, here's, if you work for us for a certain period of time, here's some money and we'll keep your, you know, insurance going, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they're not just killing killing it off. They're trying to support those people in some way, but they have to get get rid of them so that the company doesn't completely disappear. So same thing with oh, I shouldn't say Twitter's the best example, but I mean, companies fire people because it's their biggest single cost. And if they, they the way that they put it to me when when the company I was working for in two thousand eight, they said, well, you can either have a ten percent pay cut or a hundred percent pay cut which would you prefer and i was like 10 eh, percent. i'll take the 10 percent because it's a way to save money without killing the company so yeah they're trying to sell their coins because they don't want the company to disappear they want to keep mining right right yep and obviously there's a lot of other investors invested in digital marathon that obviously rely on the success of of their company going uh, further mm -hmm. so yeah there's a there's a there's a lot going on in the market don't fud don't fomo i think you should just stick with laser eyes and diamond hands and, <laughs> to and, and stack some more sats so at least no seriously that's a positive for me this is a big positive it's it's all bad news there was just a bunch of blood blood going on, uh, on in the market but 
for me, I'm looking at this like this is another opportunity for me to stack some more sets. You know? Yeah, another and opportunity to invest. That, yeah, and on top of that, I think the two satoshis of the day is be careful what exchange you're using. Yeah. And if anything, it's best to be your own custodian, which means hold your own keys yeah. in your own wallet. This is, if this has taught us that nothing, thing. if this taught us nothing else, it's taught us that we need to get away from centralized exchange. I realize some people don't want to have to do it, but if someone at some point will make a decentralized app that fosters the idea better than what we currently have. The problem is nobody was doing, or I shouldn't say nobody, very few people were doing development on decentralized exchanges um, so that people could actually say, like, we have a decentralized exchange in the world right now that allows people to trade uh, goods and services for fiat dollars in the United States, as well as pretty much everything. There, That is a decentralized, not marketplace, but decentralized economy. What we need is a digital way of doing the exact same thing that allows people to trade currencies or trade good for services that is not dependent upon something like MasterCard, Visa, or Binance, or FTX. And once we have that, this concept will disappear and won't have this problem with, with people you know, keeping their money all in one place and then potentially losing it all. Now, that doesn't mean people can't lie to you and tell you that they've got a product that you know, exists when it doesn't. That will still probably exist. But the, po the point with Elizabeth Warren making this point, along with Bernie Sanders, who are both advocates for cent not centralization, but regulation, is that if you don't have some penance or some uh, penalty for people who lie, uh, then they'll just go online. You know, if there's no consequence for doing crimes, <laughs> then people will just keep doing crimes. We don't want that. <laughs> well, most of us don't. So, I want to go back to SBF, Sam Bankman Fried, with uh, FTX. Actually, correction with Solana. Uh, if you pull up the, the, the coin market cap, you can show Solana there down right. 50%. The reason that is, is because FTX is holding a lot of Solana. You know, uh, Sam Bankman Fried was an early investor in Solana. Mm -hmm. So, since his company is going under, Everything associated with him, which There's happens to be his bag as well, sold. is right. Solana. He has to dump that as well to try to cover it. Right. But it's down. That's the primary reason why Solana is down right now, 50%. Yep. Not because Bitcoin's down, but because there's a big bag being dumped on the market right now. Unfortunately, yep. they have no other choice. They got to they got to try to protect little the little that they have left. Right. Uh, so I, that sucks. Anybody holding Solana right now? I, I it, it's it's almost Solana. ironic in that sense because it's like. Um, Despite the fact that this company has all this holdings, you'd think that they could just give the holdings back to the people who want the money. It's like, oh, you need money? Here, here's some Solana. Then that way you don't have to sell it. Then you just give it to that person and the price doesn't go down. But because the economy, despite our, our attempts, as much as we have attempted to do to make uh, you know, our economy move away from, from crypto explicitly, people still don't want to accept just Solana. So it's like I said, if you just gave the Solana to someone else, it wouldn't have he wouldn't have had to sell it. Right? If you can actually pay somebody with Bitcoin instead of selling the Bitcoin back to fiat in order to get the money out of it, quote unquote, um, then the price doesn't fall. Because it's just trade at that point. I also want to 
I also want to elaborate on the fact that there's nothing wrong with these tokens. The technology behind these tokens is solid. There's nothing wrong with them. Right. Okay? This is this is literally humans' emotions, humans' reactions, humans' mm-hmm. poor, poor decision making. Okay. Yep. Uh, just really, really, for the viewers and listeners out there, there's nothing wrong with what's going on with these cryptos, with these crypto projects out here. It is people's decisions making this happen. There's a lot of investors that are that are FOMOing, a lot of fear, uncertainty, and doubt in the market right now. That's what's going on. Not the project. It's not broken. Bitcoin's not broken, even though people are selling it. Right. And that's what that's what I tried to tell my coworker. My coworker earlier today was like, "Man, you should get out of it, man. Just get out of it." And he's the same guy. Just a couple weeks ago, was like, "Yeah, you know, it's it's doing pretty good." And I, I'm happy that I got into it. It's like, "Oh, cool, man. You know, it's it's good that you got into it. You know, I, I I've been in crypto for a while. You know." And now he's over here saying, "I'm not touching it. You shouldn't touch it. Just leave. Walk away from it. Don't 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 do nothing with crypto." It's like, hmm. "Well, I'm letting you know that once I go on my break right now, I'm gonna buy some more Bitcoin." You know? Which I did. <laughs> right, right. And, and that's because we've been in it for so long, we understand it. With these yeah. people getting into it, they're so new to it, they're just scared of it. And that's Wait, the problem that, with FOMO. Okay. There's, a, there's a lot of people that came in during um, when Coinbase listed la- was last year, right? Mm-hmm. When they listed last year. So they didn't, they, they, they didn't truly have the full experience of a down market. This is a, a real down market. This is what's going to make people, you know, what, what you call them, crypto bros, get the mm-hmm. crypto bros out of the market. Yep. You know, that's going to wipe those guys out. Get them out of here. It's going to keep the hodlers and diamond hands here, you know, yep. create create a more stronger market, which is good. You know, there's going to be new, after this, there's going to be new companies coming out that are going to be stronger, smarter and more powerful, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. We'll see what happens. What I do know is that this is not over. You know, we are that uh, it's a, the 9th of November. This is not the end. This is only the beginning of, of a domino effect with FTX. There's right. a lot, like we just mentioned all the companies. It's only a matter of time when the revelation comes that hey, we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to do something about our company as well. Go under or they get absorbed by another company. Yep. It's, yep. That, that's what's scary about this whole FTX ripple effect. It's only the beginning. Yeah. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm. T- I'm gonna reiterate again. Be careful with what exchange you're using right now because we don't know full extent of how much uh, other companies are invested into FTX and the FTT coin. Right. Careful. Yeah, this is one of the things that I can't even think of the number of times now. It's, it's come to me. I feel like at least 20 times someone has said, why don't you guys create you know, some how-to videos? And I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm making the how-to videos. <laughs> Give me some time. It takes a bit. Um, I've already made you know a, how, a couple of how-to videos about Evermore, and then that that fall with a lot of other people making how-to videos on Evermore, which has been good. Um, so yeah, it's it it's still budding. I'm the only one person. Well, I guess John and I are just you know individual. We we try to produce this content that we do every every uh, twice every week, and of course John's producing way more, not just for this, but Raven and Evermore, um, as well as Hacker Dojo, which is not a crypto. But um, so yeah, uh, with that, I think we've hit. A lot of the topics we can't we could go on for hours about this but we, sh- we shouldn't so um with that we would like to say uh check out our coin tree here which i'll put on the screen check out our coin tree you can donate there's lots of different possibilities as well as all of our social media links and then shop.jabberelli.com uh slash c3 media which is going away pretty soon but not yet um we're gonna have another page up for our t-shirts that you can buy you guys can buy on that uh, if you want to purchase a t-shirt to support the channel, we appreciate that very much. So if that 
at the end of the show, we always say stack sats and hodl. And hodl. Adios. Adios.